Hello, and welcome to The Measured Pencil. I'm Stephen Murray, and I'm here with pencilologist Wes Nelson. Hello. How are you today, Wes? I'm doing great. How about yourself? I'm very excited, because joining us in studio today is St. Paul artist Andy Wheeland. Andy is the author of the comic Wheels, and you can find his work on Instagram at andy.wieland, W-I-E-L-A-N-D. Andy, welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. So excited to talk to you today. And what pencil did you bring with you? Kokio. So I was on jet pens one time and I was like looking yes. for a, yes, you know, <laughs> I was just you like, need a pen. you need jet pens. <laughs> and I was, you know, I was just looking for a new pen and like, I feel like all of, all of them work, you know, it's more yeah. of a, an aesthetic thing. It's almost like a musician, you know, when you, if you see your guitar in the room and it's this beautiful guitar, you'll just want to pick up and play it. And I think a mechanical pencil might be similar to that. Absolutely. And I find there's beauty and simplicity and this is about as simple of a mechanical pencil as you can get there's no clip on it there's no eraser i never use an eraser yeah i got i have the 0.7 and then the 1.3 which is a, a red one yep yep i got the red one too and i felt the same way as you i saw this and i was like this looks it looks like an apple pencil yeah like exactly iPad. and i was like there's something aesthetic about this that is so pleasing that i just had to get it so Here's what Kokuyu has to say about the pencil. The Apitsu combines the rough writing comfort of a wooden pencil and the convenience of a mechanical pencil. The core of this sharp pencil is thick and hard to break. The Apitsu's hexagonal shape and glossy texture, along with the tip's sharpened appearance, makes it feel like you are writing with a real wooden pencil. The round, triangular body is comfortable to hold and easy to grip and keeps your writing steady and it won't fall off from the desk. Soft elastomere resin is used for the main body so it fits gently on your fingers and fits the moment you hold it in your hand and there is no clip to get in the way. The knock cap cannot be removed. It is designed to prevent it from being accidentally swallowed or lost. So there is nothing to remove. Just put refill lead directly into the knock part. The sleeve of the nib completely retracts when not in use so you can safely store it without causing any scratches or messing up the pen case. Please be careful not to insert too much lead refills. Lead may come out from the knock part if you load more than one. And to start off the discussion, we'd always turn to Amazon. Here's what the internet has to say about this pencil. Cheryl Lou says, don't like that much. Three out of five stars. <laughs> don't like that much. I collect mechanical pencils. This one impresses me with its looks, but disappoints me with the function. So, I mean, that's your classic form over function debate, right? Which should follow which? Should form follow function or should function follow form? Just my luck from Amazon says, great until it gets tacky. Three out of five stars. I've had this pencil for about two and a half years, and I can't say good enough things about the feel of the pencil. However, just recently, the soft touch rubber on the pencil, which really did give it a premium feel, has started to become tacky. Where? The soft touch rubber? It's an annoyance now, but if it continues, it will soon be unusable. Hmm. I wish that this pencil was offered in a metal body without the coatings. That would make this pencil perfect. I understand it would raise the price, but it would be a pencil that could last a lifetime. What do you think, Andy? Do you think you would buy this if it was in a metal body? Um, I don't know. Maybe. I didn't see many other options that 
did not have like the clip or did not have the eraser it's kind of funny seeking out less features than more features yeah yeah i don't know the the thing that attracted me to it well yeah like i said it's the simplicity of it i find beauty and simplicity so I, I got that and then i also realized they made another one that was in red that had it was 1.3 which is like you know a thicker lead yeah most lead like the standard is like 0.5 and 0.7 but like 1.3 and it came in red and i was looking through it i think it's the only company that makes lead this size oh really so when i at least that i could find yeah. so when i bought it i bought like their entire stock <laughs> <laughs> but what i what i use this lead for more specifically um rather than comics is life drawing oh, okay because with life drawing it, it's like close enough to like the, like a flesh color or a skin color and it gives it that illusion versus like say if you're using like a blue lead it's like you're drawing a dead body yeah i'm sure some people who are really into life drawing would probably uh would probably cringe at me using a mechanical pencil for life drawing, but what's life drawing? Just so for our um, listeners. it's like like nude life drawing. Okay, you know, there'll be like a model, and then you know you set up your easel and you draw from observation. It's oh sort of, cool. It, it's it's like going to the gym for drawing. Oh okay. You mentioned other people would frown upon a mechanical pencil in life drawing. It would be charcoal, okay. probably, and I, charcoal is just like messy. I don't I I don't care for it. Like when I was in school, I always gravitated towards ink and just like wet mediums but yeah i'll still use like colored pencils yeah and i thought like oh i should get a colored mechanical pencil and i did for a while i did have this 0.7 big oh yeah we just reviewed oh, yeah, yeah we love that one <laughs> you, you know you know a funny thing about this particular one is a lot of cartoonists that i've met have had this exact same one like really? like the, the same color even oh, wow. you know it's superficial or whatever but I, it's just like a pattern i've noticed i don't know what it is yeah like, and, and you could swap out different colored leads in that or is that what um this is like a 0.7 oh, okay. i i just stick with red okay some people in comics will use like the non-photo blue oh okay the the idea with that is you don't have to erase which i personally don't mind erasing i'd rather not see it because like if you try to erase a non-photo blue pencil it just kind of smudges and smears okay yeah, I just stick with regular graphite. Nice. I, I use 4H graphite, actually. So oh, wow. it's like the hardest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The hardest. And one of the things with that is you have to kind of have a light hand with it or you'll dig into the paper. Okay. Do you start with the 4H and then layer on top of that? or I'll, I'll usually like have sort of very rough plot points. If I gave them to you, it just looks like scribbles. It, I'm, I'm writing for myself. And sure, then I, sure. And then it goes to just like a regular sheet of paper. So... This is a two-page comic, and I just grab whatever pencil's close to me. It's pretty rough. Like this one, it's more of the red, but there is some of the regular graphite, and then this, it's mostly regular graphite with a little bit of red. I wish the listeners could see this. It's really cool because he's got a couple pages here, and you can definitely see the progression from thought to a more finished product. And my pencil, like I've, I've seen other cartoonists draw and graphite and oftentimes it's a lot tighter i tend to be more on the looser side but like my inking is more tighter so i'll usually draw with graphite and then i'll onto just like a regular sheet of paper and then i'll trace the graphite onto the bristol board okay and then ink from there but i i gotta like make the final line in ink i i can't 
just copy the graphite line. I, it has to be its own. Sure. I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. It's like it has to be sort of a little bit spontaneous. Yeah. Does it feel like creating in the moment, like it has to be in that space? If you did something from before, it would feel different somehow? Yeah, yeah. Like it would just be so tedious if I did like a really tight pencil sketch and then I tried to copy that in ink. Yeah. And it, it's more so just like keeping me entertained. Yeah, for sure. So tell us about your background. Where did you start? How did you begin? Where did you go to school? That all that stuff. Um, so I'm from just down the road in Wisconsin, okay. uh, Menominee, Wisconsin. Okay. I was, you know, I got into Calvin and Hobbes early on, and like around middle school, I was into superheroes. Um, I was really into Jim Lee okay. around like seventh grade. And I found on some form that Jim Lee used a 0.4 mechanical pencil. Oh, really? So I went out and got the, the <laughs> 0.4 mechanical pencil. Nice. And it's like, now I can draw like Jim Lee. And, you know, I've um, never done anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's all we do. That's all we do. I lost, you know, lost interest in superhero comics and got into more like alternative comics. I ended up going to college in Menominee's. They have a school, UW-Stout, which, you know, it's it's not MCAT. It's not like the local Minneapolis art college, but it's, you know, it's cheaper, and there's some really good teachers there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad with the decision going to school there. And then I moved here around 2018. It wasn't until just like last year, 2022, that I started really making connections with comics, okay. like mm. really meeting people. For a long time, it was most of my friends were either like painters or designers. And I, just recently, I've been making my, you know, meeting people in comics. Nice. What is the uh, art scene like here? So, the, yeah, a lot of people come out of MCAD in comics. They, they have this one convention that happens every other year called Autoptic. I was at that last summer. It was a really good show. So right now, there's a, a really great comics anthology that is edited by Sean Knickerbocker, who's in Minneapolis. It's one of the best anthologies going right now for my money, I would say. Luckily enough, Sean, one day Sean Knickerbocker asked me to do a comic for it. That's and awesome. I, was, I was really excited, yeah. And I'd been wanting to get my comic in Rust Belt Review for a while, and then I finally got to meet Sean in person at this Autoptic comic convention. We were talking for just a little bit. And he told me, we used to be neighbors. We, <laughs> used, to, we used to live in the same building. Wow. Yeah. It's just crazy how these connections happen. Yeah. So. That's awesome. And when does that Rust Belt review come out? So it comes out at the end of May. Okay. So by the time this airs, it'll probably be out. So sweet. Keep your eyes out for that. And you can get that at Sean's website, SeanNickerbacher.com. Okay. Rust Belt Review number five. So you've got the Kokuyu MP2 Sharp in 1.3, and then you got the white one there. What mm -hmm. what flavor is that coming? That's 0. 0.7. 0. 0.7, okay. Yeah, and I, I tend to like, you know, the, the standard LEDs in most, like, art stores here are, like, 0. 0.3, 0. 0.5, 0. 0.7. I know there's strange ones, like, 0. 0.4 in between. Yeah. But 0. 0.3, 0. 0.5, and 0. 0.7, and I tend to gravitate towards the thicker one. I don't know why. Sure. It's like, like I'm afraid that the pencil's going to break or something, <laughs> yeah. even though I do have a pretty light hand, I would say. Yeah. You were talking earlier about how like a guitar has a certain feeling. What, what was the feeling that kind of drew you into this pencil? Or oh, do you like imbue your instruments with a certain like 
feeling or emotion or something? I think I met, so when I met Steven, I, I go to this coffee shop in South Minneapolis once a week, meet up with some people, uh, Gigi's, and that's how Steven just came up to my table and introduced I just himself. happened to be taking my kids there for dessert. Nice. <laughs> awesome. And I saw a bunch of artists with mechanical pencils, and I said, I have to go talk to them. So, so I'm normal. not creepy. <laughs> Most weeks I go there with whatever comic page I'm drawing, yeah. but I was kind of in an off week in that I went to a comic show or a zine show in Milwaukee, and then the next week I w- had my art crawl. It uh, happens twice a year in my building, so I like, open up the studio doors and people come in. I wasn't really in the mode of making comics, and you know, so we get there, and we're going to uh, do a jam comic. And Usually I bring my pencils and everything everywhere, but... This week I just forgot, so I asked Madeline if I could borrow a mechanical pencil, and she gave me one, and it was like an Elvin. I forget what the specific model is, yeah. but it's one of those that had the rotating thing, so it tells you oh. what the the lead type is. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was just saying how it's that is such an unnecessary feature. It's just <laughs> too much. Like, so so that, that might be an example, not to harp on Madeline's pencil or anything, and if I had a deadline, like, yeah, that pencil would do just fine, but it, it just seems unnecessary. It's sure. too much yeah. as far as design. I, I find beauty and simplicity, like I said. Yeah. I'm always rotating the clip out of my hand. Yeah. It always slips. Yeah, we, we talk about that a lot, the hardness indicators and whether they have one or not and whether that's necessary. So, yeah, I hear that. Sometimes it is easier just to have something that doesn't have any extra features on it. It's almost distracting when there's too much going on with it or something going back to guitars i feel that with guitars like you know i'm sure it's like a beautiful instrument and everything but if there's even if it has like a bad paint job or something like i don't really want to play that yeah so how would you describe your style or what would you what are your influences for your art so i um let's see like daniel klaus is a pretty obvious one charles burns i do some auto bio comics last summer i went to france for a workshop under Gabrielle Bell. She's like one of my heroes and she's had a big influence on my comics. Particularly like I have I stick with the six panel grid. Almost any page that I do it's I start six panels. I, d- I just don't have to think about it. As far as like the style, I don't know. I I do a fair amount of observational drawing and I feel like that influences the way that I draw. I use a repeatograph pen sort of like a deadline. I use that for lettering. Um, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone, but it's my favorite pen. Okay. <laughs> it's like starting a chainsaw every time. Oh, really? You, you got to like shake it just right, and it, it takes forever. Like <laughs> if you go out to eat and, you know, the waitress picks up a repeatograph, like you're not going to be able to write anything with that. <laughs> it needs to be like just the right angle. Sure. So for observational drawing, do you post up in some public area and just sort of see what ca- walks into your life? Or I, I have. I have in the past I, I go through phases with like s- sketchbook stuff I go weekly I go to life drawing like I said and you, you know so so right now it's like springtime so I guess I've been kind of cooped up inside for the winter so I'll probably be doing some uh, observational drawing here last summer I was drawing trains I nice. live right across from the train yard Sweet. what kind of stories do you tell in your drawing I'm, I saw your your latest copy of wheels and I I, I found it very easy to identify with. It just, I, I really, it really resonated with me, and I liked that. 
but I wanted to get your process behind how you come up with that. Just about all my stories, like the seed of it, like actually happened to me in some way or like it, it always comes from something, something real, some event that happens or something that just like sticks in my head. Like, huh, maybe I should make a comic about that. Yeah. It's like the stuff that pops into your brain when you're not thinking like the r- randomness or something. Yeah. But the thing that like compels me to make comics, I think is the tools themselves. I feel like it's the tools before the story. Not really? to say the story is not important or anything, but I do like I don't think I could make a comic on a tablet. Like that doesn't interest me at all. It needs to be on paper. Sure. When you sit down with those moments that you you've had in your day, do you feel like, "Oh, I got to get this down," or is it more like I'm working through what I saw to help frame it in a context for me? Yeah, there, there is some uh digestion that needs to happen, I feel just making comics it's a slow process it takes me like a week to do a page yeah there there is some patience involved with that false starts yeah oh yeah <laughs> i know about false starts yeah. any tips for drawing hands my daughter is trying to draw hands right now <laughs> you, you got two right in front of you <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I do like drawing hands, and it is something that it is kind of hard to draw hands. Yeah, and it's kind of a challenge, and that's what attracts me to it. There's something so universal about hands. I mean, all all the hands, just about all the hands that I draw are my own hands. Sure, but it's less identified than like a face. Sure, it's more universal. Yeah, mm-hmm. is there anything else you'd like to like us to know? Anything you want to plug? Yeah, so there is um, a local Minneapolis. Uh, zine fest that i'm going to be at this summer oh cool it's called insert name zine fest it's going to be august 12th it's at squirrel house arts in minneapolis and that's zine z-i-n-e yep zine it's like short for magazine I, t- I tabled at the one last year and it was a lot of fun that's awesome well, Andy, thank you so much for yeah, being here. Thank uh, you. Thank you for having me. Don't forget to check out his work on Instagram, Andy Wieland, W-I-E-L-A-N-D. Thank you for being on the show, and that's all the time for The Measured Pencil this week. See ya. This was The Measured Pencil with Wes Nelson and Stephen Murray. Follow us on Instagram for more content and to see what the pencils actually look like. If you have a pencil that you would like us to review... Contact us through our ACAST page and your pencil might be part of a future episode. And if you haven't already followed us, please click subscribe on your favorite place to listen to podcasts.